thanks for joining us online today at Evangel Temple at our online campus. We are excited to have you here with us for a message on the double portion. If God is using this message to bless your life, we want you to send us a testimony or any prayer requests that you might have at connect at etag.tv. You know, we're very thankful for the opportunity to minister through online and what God is doing. The online campus is a very important part of our church ministry and so we do greet you and we welcome you and trust that week by week this is a wonderful outreach and a wonderful uh, time of inspiration in your heart and life and we want to encourage you not only to connect with prayer requests but uh, through your giving to support the work of the ministry it is through the faithful support of all of our online campus so many people literally from around the world are connecting and being a part of this ministry and we're grateful and we give God all the glory and praise but you can text your giving you can go right there online and be a part of supporting the ministry of this church to reach out and to preach this good news this message that God has given me on the double portion I believe is a very timely message as we begin 2015. I'm looking forward to what God is going to do this year. We're laying the foundation, we're laying the groundwork, and we want to thank you for being a part and supporting this ministry. God bless you as we go right into the service. Everyone find the scriptures and turn to 2 Kings chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 2, please stand for the reading of the scriptures. We like to honor God's word. Thank you, worship arts department, worship team. 2 Kings chapter 2, I do remind you that we have our prayer meeting Saturday night at 6 o'clock and then Sunday morning we'll be continuing part 3 of this message. Sunday night, Jim Rayleigh and beginning our fast on Monday. Amen. I'm excited about what God is about to do and release over this church. Amen. 2 Kings chapter 2, beginning now to read with verse 7, And fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off. There's some things you really want to get close to. These sons of the prophets, and I'll share this in a moment, stood afar. And they too stood by Jordan, and Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters, and they were divided hither and thither, so that they too went over on dry ground. And it came to pass, when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee, before I be taken from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee. Let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Now he could, have, he could have answered and asked for anything. But he had seen the miracles. He had seen the spirit of God rest upon Elijah. And he said, I want what you have, but I want it in double manner, double portion. He had seen the product. I'm telling you, the spirit-filled life ought to cause people looking on to say, I want some of what you got. Amen. As we go into 2015, if this church will get hold of the Holy Ghost, if we'll get full of the dunamis, the power from on high, Jesus said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Elisha saw the power of the Holy Ghost operating in Elijah. 
And he said, I want that times two. Amen. That was, that was a good prayer request. Amen. And he said, thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass as they went on and talked that behold there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven and Elisha saw it. Mm, 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 mm. I just believe there's some things the Holy Ghost wants to help us embrace and see. We, we were in prayer yesterday morning and the Holy Ghost showed us some things uh, when we, there just happened to be all men showed up to pray yesterday morning. And God began to reveal some things to the men to pray about. And, and there were some things that we began to see in the Spirit. If you will walk close to the things of God, Elisha was walking close to the prophet of God, to Elijah, and he saw it. Amen. I just think if we'll press in to the Spirit right here at the beginning of 2015, there's some things that God's going to reveal to us. Amen. I just sense there's some things that we're going to see early. Amen. It, it, what, what came in my heart early this morning when I was sitting here and contemplating this passage, what we've been praying for, we're going to see. We sing that song. Amen. I believe that's going to be a reality. Amen. Came to pass, they went on talking, the chariot of fire came, and Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof, and he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. He took up the mantle of Elijah. You may be seated. Now in a few minutes, we're going to go over and have a feast, but I want to set the stage for that feast. You can get food anywhere. You can go to McDonald's. You can go to Applebee's. You can go to Cross Creek. Or you can get some spiritual food that's about to set the table, set the plate for something prophetic that I believe God wants to do in 2015. The eating of natural food in a few moments is all about something that God has put in our spirit to declare and decree on this final day. This is the Jewish year of 5775. We are leaving 2014 and beginning 2015 in a matter of hours. God has been faithful in 2014. Let heaven record a thankful people. Amen. On this last night, I want to send a signal upward, heavenward, that we are grateful to God, that we have been blessed of our God. And so on your card, I want you to write the first declaration. I give thanks to God for his many blessings. Try to keep that on one line. I give thanks to God for all of his past blessings. Meaning we are praising him tonight. We are declaring that God has been faithful, that he has blessed us in 2014 and we want to thank him for that amen it's one of the very first things that I want to decree from my lips as we close out 2014 and we begin 2015 the past 12 months God has been good 
Everybody that can say that, say amen. Secondly, I want us to declare that the kingdom of God is going to be first. Seek first the kingdom. You can put that as the second thing, that there will not be distractions. You're going to align yourself with heaven this year. Amen. If you claim the promises and the blessings of 5775, if you're going to walk under what 5775 entails and covers, that means you're getting in alignment with that. Amen. You're allowing your life to converge uh, with the revelation that 5775 is to be about double grace, double rest, double completion, the presence of the Lord. Amen. Uh, Pastor Rayleigh and I were talking about uh, 5775 today and, and we, we got to almost shouting on the phone as we were discussing all that it literally means that the decade of 75, the last two digits, literally that decade means A-N-H-E-Y. And it is, a year, it is a decade of the presence of God or a year in this decade of God's presence being manifest. That his eyes are open, his ears are attentive, and that God's presence will be encountered. Amen. I, I began to think about, Pastor Chris told me, he said, you know that 5775 is so close to the address of this church. Amen. We're 57... 55, amen. That address falls right in on these properties. Actually, if they were to create an address uh, uh, adjacent to our sanctuary on our properties because the extent of our properties go beyond that this way and, and, and far be below that uh, going back towards the east. So there is a, actually an address on this property if they were to if we were to build a building in that exact spot of 5775 but I'm claiming all of the blessings amen whether or not we have an address close to that I, I'm claiming what it means amen because I believe God's a God of numbers and God shows himself to honor numbers amen another declaration is that we want to awaken our de divine destiny a little video clip that we opened with was produced uh, by, by our people here, our, our video department. And it was all about the divine destiny of people uh, and, and how God wants to bring us out of all of our scars, all of our past, all, all of where we've been in life. And he wants to raise us up in the newness of Christ. And he wants to awaken a divine destiny in our lives. Amen. And I want to declare that to be yes and amen. Israel, as I pointed out, and I'm not going to share a lot of uh, thoughts that I shared Sunday morning, but they were a divided kingdom at this point in their history. There was a north kingdom and there was a southern kingdom. The northern kingdom was called Israel. The southern kingdom was called Judah. God's people were divided. Ahab, a wicked king, was ruling the northern kingdom of Israel. His son, after Ahab is slain, begins to reign. His son's name was Ahaz, Ahazariah. And Ahazariah was reigning in the northern kingdom and Jehoshaphat in the southern kingdom. Under Jehoshaphat, he defeated, Jehoshaphat defeated the Moabites, the Ammonites, and the people of Seir. 
When they came against him, Jehoshaphat of the southern kingdom tells his people, Believe in the Lord thy God and believe in his prophets, and so shall you prosper. He puts the praisers out in front of the army, and they begin to praise the Lord for who he is and the beauty of his holiness. And God sends ambushments. I just had something as I was rereading that early this morning come up in my spirit that in 2015, praise and worship is going to be important. Amen. That we can, we can praise our God and there will be some battles. He'll say to, like he did to Jehoshaphat, you're not going to need to fight this. Amen. I'm going to send some ambushments. Before Ammonites, Moabites, and the people of Mount Seir could throw the first spear, uh, uh, could shoot the first arrow, uh, God sent angelic hosts and routed the enemy. I'm, I'm telling you, if the people of God will praise the Lord and we will understand it's not our military prowess. Listen, if America begins to depend on her abilities and we've got a lot of things that we don't even know about, militarily speaking. But I'm telling you, we cannot trust in those things. We better trust in the Lord our God. Hallelujah. And if our faith is in God, we can praise our way right through to victory. Uh, I just think we need to stop and have a praise break. I want you to stand right now. Come on. Everybody stand and lift up your hands and praise the Lord. Come on. Give him some praise in advance. We need to praise him. We need to praise him. Hallelujah. Right now in your home there, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, Deuteronomy 28, and I read this over the congregation Sunday, all of our church family, that when the, devil, when the enemy comes against you one way, God's going to cause him to flee seven ways. Amen. No, everybody say this, no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Jehoshaphat saw the victory of the Lord. Now, after all of that victory, Jehoshaphat does a, a horrible thing. He makes an alliance with the northern kingdom and the northern king, Ahazariah. He makes an alliance and God was not pleased. And when they sent their navy out, God sunk some of the ships. Sometimes God's trying to get people's attention and he allows some of the ships to be sunk and he's saying you made a wrong alliance. Amen. You, you need to break some of those alliances. The Bible says do not be unequally yoked together. Amen. Mark Perkey preached Sunday night about what you don't confront you will conform to. And I just believe in 2015, if we're going to maintain the anointing and maintain uh, the Spirit of God working in our midst, friends, there's some things that we need to confront. Amen. We don't need to make alliances with. He also preached Sunday night about how witchcraft is op operating in many churches in America through manipulation, domination, and intimidation. I, I want to tell you, friends, we don't need witchcraft. We need the Holy Ghost leading. Amen. Israel is the apple of God's eye. And I want to make another declaration that I want you to write down. We're going to bless Israel in 2015. Amen. We're going to bless Israel in behalf of this congregation. In a few weeks, we're going to walk on that land and we're going to pray over that land and we're going to sow some seed in that land. Amen. 
but it is the apple of God's eye, and we're going to bless Israel in behalf of this church family. Jesus wept over Jerusalem. I believe it's God's will that all sons and daughters of Abraham be saved. But you still have to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Amen? And pray that God will protect Israel and bless her and establish her. Next, you need to stay close to the prophet of God. Elisha followed Elijah closely. Wherever he went, he was with the prophet. In 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 1, Elijah leaves Gilgal and he's headed to Bethel and he tells Elisha, I want you to stay here. And the prophet, uh, he, he's, he already knows of his translation. And he says to Elisha, no, you stay here. But Elisha was smart enough to know, I've got to be where the chariots of fire show up. I've got to be where the glory of God is manifest. I, I want to tell you, as we approach a new year, friends, and leave 2014, it ought to be the goal of every believer, every worshiper, I've got to be where the presence of God is. I've got to be where the glory is being manifest. And that's what Elisha was doing. This was a test. And he stayed with Elijah. When Elijah goes to Gilgal, he will not leave his side. He says, as the Lord liveth, this is verse 2 of chapter 2, I will not leave thee. You need to have a made-up mind. You're not going anywhere. Amen. You're settled. Amen. You're going to stay close to the move of God. Elisha was going through a test of faithfulness to the man of God. The anointing does not just happen and just doesn't come by anyone. But he stayed with Elijah and Elisha saw the manifestation. It matters who you stay with and it matters where you go. Now there were sons of God that were headed now from Gilgal to Bethel. And there were sons of the prophets at Bethel. And there were sons of the prophets at Jericho these were all God-fearing people that were studying for the work of the ministry for the priesthood for a, a prophetic ministry these were schools that were set up but if you'll notice that in these verses they viewed the man of God from afar there's a lot of good things out there in Christianity friends but good is not good enough in the last days I want to be where the manifestation of the glory and the presence of God is when the, when the whirlwind came and the chariots of fire and the horsemen came, there were 50 sons of the prophets that were way off afar watching it. But there was one that would not let Elijah be by himself. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay close to where the move of God is taking place, where the fire of God. Listen, when in 2015, you want to be where God shows up. You don't want to be out somewhere wandering in the desert and away from the presence of God when God's manifesting His glory. Just any old place won't do, amen? I want to admonish you in 2015, keep your eyes on Jesus, staying close to Him. The sons of the prophets in verse 7, look at it. They stood to view from afar. Close is where it's at, amen. Presence is more important than distance. Oh, I'm preaching real good right now. Somebody needs to write that down, that presence is more important than distance. We need to declare what we were singing earlier, that we want to be in your presence. 
I'm just believing for a double portion of the presence of the Lord. Amen. I want God to show up that when we come together in our assembly areas, you know, one of the things prophesied in the book of Isaiah in, in the millennium and during the last days that the glory of God would be on the assembly areas. When people come together that the glory would be so manifest and so presence, present. And I'm praying that God will do that, amen, as we move into 2015, that there will be a Shekinah of his presence, a double portion of his presence this year. Elijah himself did not know when the chariot was coming. It had been revealed, now I read this in numbers of commentaries. It had been revealed to Elijah that a chariot was coming. He was going to be translated. It had been revealed to the sons of the prophets and, into, and to Elisha. Everybody knew the coming. The translation was coming. They knew this, but no one knew when. Why in the world, if you knew that the translation was coming, would you stand afar to view from afar? I don't understand when we see the signs that Jesus pointed to and he said that in the last days I'm going to put signals in the heavens. I'm going to shake the earth with earthquakes. Uh, there's going to be blood, fire, vapor of smoke. I, I, I don't understand when the scripture is so clear and says there's a translation that's on its way. The coming of the Lord is drawing nigh that we have five foolish virgins going on in the church. There ought to be ten wise virgins, lamps trimmed and burning, waiting for the coming of the Lord, staying near to the things of God. I know I'm preaching to the choir to those that came out on a New Year's Eve service. Amen. But we will see what we're praying for and what we're longing for. I want to close with Luke chapter 15, and I want everyone to go to this passage. Because we're about to prophesy and declare some things. I want the worship team to please return to the platform. Luke chapter 15. Verse 11 says, a certain man had two sons. Now, if you go back in verse 3, you see the parable of the lost sheep. Man has a hundred sheep. One of them is lost. He leaves the 90 and 9 and finds the one. The church has a responsibility to find the lost sheep. You have the responsibility to find lost sheep. I want to show you something, though, in verse 8, the parable of the lost coin. Do you know that the parable of the lost coin represents family members in your family that are lost? The, the, the lost sheep represents out in the world and, and uh, just in the world, people that are lost that we've got to go after. But the lost coin represents people that are in the home. You've got a family member that's lost. That coin was lost in the house, and the woman of the house sweeps the house and looks the house over till she finds that coin. There is a responsibility of every mom, every dad who has a son, a daughter, a grandchild that is wayward, you have a certain responsibility in this great commission this year. Amen? And we've got to go after our lost loved ones. You need to sweep the house this year. 
You need to light a candle and you need to get, she gets down on her knees and she looks under the bed. She looks under the, uh, under the couch. She looks around and she's doing all that she can do to find the coin in her house. If you have a coin in your house that is lost, Jesus gave a parable to every parent, every grandparent that has a lost loved one. You have a certain responsibility in fulfilling the great commission that you're going after them. Amen. And you're going to sweep the floor till you find them. You're not going to give up. You're going to pursue. But the final is about the son that's lost because of rebellion. I'm here to declare there's a lot of lost people in our world because of rebellion. He rebelled against authority. He went out to do his own thing. He took his inheritance and he went into a far country. And he wasted the inheritance with riotous living. I've read several studies over the years that talk about inheritances. And very few percent, it's a very low percent, of people who inherit money are able to pass it beyond that first generation. Because the generation that inheritance tends to do, they spend it all. They're not wise stewards. They're not taught to be wise stewards. But this young man, he takes all of his inheritance and he wastes it with riotous living. You see, the rebellion in his heart came out in his lifestyle. And he spent it all. Verse 14, look at it. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land. And he began to be in want. The Spirit of God spoke to me. That there's going to be some people that are going to be in want. And they're going to start doing things that will position themselves to be reconciled. He joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into the fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. I don't know who this word is for, but it's for someone listening right now. You were not created for the pig pen. You were not created for the pig pen. You were created for the Father's house. With the ring on your finger. The robe on your back. The inheritance of heaven. Amen? And when he came to himself, verse 17, I believe, is the work of the Holy Ghost. That there is going to be a spiritual enlightenment. People who have wondered because of rebellion. I want everyone to stand right now. People have, have they've walked away from the things of God. They've walked away from safe moorings. They've walked away from the safety of the church and Christian family. They've got out into the world. They've got out into the pig pen. And he came to himself. How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. Look at verse 18. I'm about to shout right here. I will, everybody say, arise. I believe that by the power of the Holy Ghost, the vision that God gave this church in 2014 was prophetic for 2015 
there's going to be a lot of sons and daughters they don't know that they're stating the vision of Evangel Temple but they're going to say I will arise I will arise they're going to start speaking forth the very vision that God put in our heart for 2014 they're going to start prophesying and declaring I'm coming out of this pig pen I will arise I will go back to my father's house there's bread enough to eat and to spare even the servants have spare bread amen he arose and he came to his father but when he was a great way off his father saw him had compassion and ran fell on his neck and kissed him and the, you see the father had to be looking because when he was afar off the father saw him it means the father was positioned and he had his arms open he was ready to embrace him ready to kiss him on the neck and welcome him home I want everybody to open your arms real wide right now all across this room everybody on live should open your arms I'm telling you there's some prodigals coming home there's some prodigals coming home we decree and declare in 2015 there's prodigals coming home sons daughters grandchildren moms dads aunts uncles they're going to arise by the Spirit of God they're gonna get up but we've got to have our arms open amen looking looking for them when Tommy Bates prophesied over this church while we were fasting in November Holy Spirit spoke to me if you want to prophesy go ahead and throw a feast a prophetic feast so you're about to have all the food you can eat and I hope everybody will go because we got a lot of food but we're going to feast but it's not just to eat we're prophesying while we're eating we're, we put on the fatted calf we're celebrating that these altars are going to be filled in 2015 these doors to this church are going to be open continually somebody somebody stood in this altar today and said this person who has been wayward this person who has been lost this person who has been in the pig pen uh, called me and they're coming back uh, they, they declared it this morning standing right here telling us about an individual that's been wayward I'm telling you I want you to open your arms wide right now we're gonna receive them we're gonna love them we're calling them back hallelujah we prophesy to the prodigals, come home, come home, come home, come. 